This episode is sponsored by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it's free. So, I mean, doesn't get any cheaper than that. Second, there are creation tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm editing this podcast from a Chromebook using the web, so it's pretty easy to do. Um, If I can do it, you can certainly do it. Third, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more services. So you don't have to go to each individual podcast service and distribute it yourself. It automatically does that for you. So that's pretty awesome. Fourth, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So, I mean, it's a pretty good way to make some money. Um, And then last but not least, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app for iOS or Android or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started or download the app for iOS or Android today. The following episode may contain language that is not suitable for certain listeners. Listener's discretion is advised. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Cells and Circuits podcast. I am your host, Chibeze Anacor, and on this episode, we'll be talking about PS5 versus Xbox Series X in part three of our ongoing series featuring my friend Devin Mervin. After that, we'll go into the Comic Con at Home and Adult Swim Con highlights. And then after that, we will get into the possible ways G4 could come back. And without further ado, let's jump right into it. All right, so... First up, we're going to be talking about PS5 versus Xbox Series X, and this is part three of our ongoing series. And like our last two um, sessions on this topic, we have a guest with us today. Um, He is another good friend of mine, um, and his name is Devin Mervin. Devin, welcome to the show. What's happening? Thanks for having <laughs> me, man. It's always good to hear from you, bro. And I know. We haven't seen each other in quite a Years. long time. Years. I think the last time I saw you was... I, I'm pretty sure it was at a club. I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, that's I'm pretty, you, yeah. That should tell you how long it's been. Cause you don't, yeah, you don't I was definitely a single man the last time you <laughs> saw me. <laughs> <laughs> Wilding out. Oh man. <laughs> oh, man. Memory 
memories, memories, memories. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, it's been a long time and, you know, a lot of stuff has happened since then. Um, and you're doing yeah. really good, man. And I'm happy to see that. Yeah. Um, so let's just get right into the topic. So PS5 versus Xbox Series X. So we know that Xbox just had their uh, game showcase on Thursday um, at the time of this recording. Yeah. And they showed they showed us quite a bit of you know interesting games especially on the RPG side but yeah. um, but first i do want to talk about like a little bit of like the PS5 reveal event last month where you know they showed a lot of different games like Spider-Man Miles Morales you had uh, Ratchet and Clank. You had um, Horizon Forbidden West. You had all of these, like, most likely system seller games. You know, and it was their their lineup was stacked. Exactly, their lineup, like <laughs> you just said, it, it was stacked. Um, and like I for sure am interested in Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, so <laughs> that's something I will most definitely be getting the PS5 for. Um we just or and something that neither of us or neither uh P or PlayStation nor Xbox has revealed yet is a price. Um, so we don't know what the price of either console is going to be, um, which could influence my decision to, on when to purchase it. But absolutely, because if you if you look at it, it's like so. I I see a lot of people talking about. Oh, I might just get both, man. Now that if we're talking console range here, that could range anywhere from like brand new, anywhere from three hundred to like. Six hundred dollars per console, and then these are newer gen. These are next gen consoles too. It's just gonna keep getting yep. higher. So you're looking at spending a, a at least a rack if you're talking about getting both. And if you're like, if you if you're talking about getting both, you got bank. Like you got bankroll, or you're just you're just really talking trash to, just for the sake of talking trash. Yeah, um, because these. Because of the power that these consoles have, um, yeah, they're going to be commanding a pretty hefty price tag. Um, there have been rumors saying that it would be, or at least on the PlayStation side, like 600 up to $700. And then for, for Xbox, is a bit more of an unknown, but, um, but considering that Xbox has even more power um, and is backed by Microsoft, um, you know, it could go either way. It could be even more expensive or it could be less expensive. Um, yeah. just... I, I think it's, I think, it, I mean, I think it's going to be more expensive because it's backed by Microsoft. 
but you know, on the same hand, Microsoft. Like, yeah, I think you bring up a good point because Microsoft. Now that I'm thinking about it, does have a, you know, a little bit of a reputation for making things cheaper. <laughs> so you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah, it's uh. So I think because they're willing to, they're more willing to take the hit on price um, because they want to sell you their services like Xbox Game Pass um, and things like that, um, I think they'd be more willing to undercut Sony in price. Um, But that's just my opinion. Um, But yeah, um, like you said, um, if you plan on buying both brand new, it'll easily be over $1,000. Like there's, (laughs) I, there's no like two ways around that. Um, But one thing I do see Microsoft doing um, is what they do with um, currently the Xbox One devices and their Surface devices where you can finance it over like the course of like two years. And then that kind of makes the cost a bit of an easier pill to swallow. and so that's something I may even consider doing, um, depending on what the price of the console is. Um, Let me say this. You are a better man than me. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't care what the price of the console is. I'm not getting both. You know, and yeah. that's now obviously that's come from a, a very casual gamer. Like at this point in my life, I'm far more of a mobile gamer than I am a console gamer, but at the point now, I'm trying to get back looking for a console to get and this is like, bro, just, it's it's a hassle, man, and you know, um, like, that sounds dope and all that, you can, you know, get it on layaway, but I ain't paying that shit, bro, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's some, that is... Let's say you get that on layaway. That's like you know, assuming that's at six hundred dollars. That's six hundred dollars that you gotta pay every month for the next two years, and then you got another system that you paid for outright six hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. And then the then the online you're gonna have to pay for the online uh, online passes, the game passes, then the games themselves, bro. Yeah. Come on, say I'll hold that. <laughs> that is a good point. I mean, um, I'm this take next one and stick with it. Like, and another good point that you had brought up is like, you know, buying the games themselves. Um, because I believe was it NBA 2K21? Um, they were saying well, there's going to be like 80. Or not eight, like a hundred bucks, seventy dollars yeah. instead of sixty. Um, yeah. So for the next gen consoles, so like if we see that kind of price increase across the board for right. um, for games, you know that just adds to the overall cost of you know owning the console. And, exactly, and yeah. and just just the um. Something that I kind of want to throw out there, uh, completely off topic. Anybody that continues to buy Madden and 2K, 
before they decide. First off, before they do their first first season patches is stupid. And on top of that, anybody that decides to keep buying Madden in 2K, period, is out of their freaking mind. I haven't I haven't paid for a 2K game since like 2K 16 or 17. Whichever one had the freaking and vibing, like. Like Anacor, I know you might not because I remember I don't remember you being a big sports gamer. But I'm for, not. for the gamer heads that this the Madden heads, the 2K heads, they know frequency vibration. That was the last 2K that I paid for. I'm not paying for another 2K, bro. Like, <laughs> like I'm at I'm at the point in my life where I'm like, yo, like, you know what I mean? Like, bro, you're you're a grown man too. Like, you spend your hard earned money. On a game, you just want to come home and just relax and play your game, and then you start playing, and then the computer phases through you for an easy 360 hurricane windmill, whatever the hell it's called. I ain't jacking them, bro. I'm not with it. Keep it. Keep it all. I don't want Madden either. Y'all could have it. Cause the X factor is too, bro. That's a whole nother conversation, man. I'm I'm going on a rant now, but that's, <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Stop, stop buying that at 2K, bro. Just stop it. Uh, it. It's all good. It's all good. Um, so yeah, like the the finances around the consoles are like a bit, or there are like some things that we know, but some things are still unknown um but i'm sure they'll be revealed in due time because you know the consoles only come out in like what four or five months so um they have to reveal it at some point um so um let's get into the actual xbox game showcase um because compared to the ps5 showcase which was for the most part, um, met with, you know, mostly praise. Um, the Xbox showcase was a bit more of a mixed reaction. Um, and I could see why. Um, like, for example, um, this Xbox showcase had a bunch of RPGs and and things like that, which, you know, I like. I like um, RPGs and platformers and games like those, so I'm fine with that. Um, maybe not so much the medieval time stuff. Like, they can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't getting down with a vow, man? You weren't getting down with I'm probably not going to get a vow. Um <laughs> I mean, I know people are excited for it, you know, it's an obsidian RPG, but like, um, I haven't really been that big of a fan of medieval times stories. It's like, why do we keep going back to medieval times? Like, <laughs> what, how many variations of medieval times can we, um, can we, like, swallow before we eventually get tired <laughs> I'm already tired of it but uh, hey, some people say the same thing about World War II so, yeah, yeah. So, 
Well, now, with that being said, if Call of Duty came back with another World War game, I'm saying the morning. I understand. Would that influence your decision to get a, a next gen console? Shit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Let me find out they got a big red, big red two or something coming out, bro. Or Call of Duty. I don't I don't freaking know, bro. But if it's a World War Two, World War One Call of Duty, as long as it's not World at War, bro, I'm probably gonna go get it. <laughs> I'm probably gonna go get it. I mean, Call of Duty is like somewhat of a yearly release, so yeah. I'm sure like after the new consoles come out, like they'll probably, you know, get back into their regular cadence cuz I'm sure like this year they're probably taking a break just to gear up for the new consoles. Right, but the my my only thing about Call of Duty is like it's they're, they're, my problem with Call of Duty is the same problem I have with 2K and Madden is that the community is so big and massive and powerful that yeah. like he, these people are getting that game like every time it comes out. So Call of Duty could drop like a trash game and people are gonna be people are gonna be riding it. Now yeah. Reddit they got they had uh the last one I came, I can't remember the name uh War Warfighter, War Warzone? Warzone, War I believe yeah. so. Warzone, like, from what I've been getting told, Warzone is hard. Like, again, I don't have a console, so I'm not a, I don't play, but uh, Warzone is hard. But, like, before that, you know, you had, like, bar, uh, uh, you have, like, all these other Black Op games, and, like, the, they were trying to tie the tie a story together. It didn't make sense. Like, it's just Call of Duty doing 2K stuff, pretty much. Like, just tying the story together, it doesn't need to be tied together. And then not giving us anything new, so right. It, it's uh, that's that's my own problem with Call of Duty. So like, if they drop a, that's what I'm saying. You know, if they drop a World War Two one, I, I'm definitely jacking that. I am on that wave. But if they drop another Modern <laughs> Warfare, bro, I'm y'all can have that. But what did you think about the uh, the lineup overall for? For the Xbox show, because I kind of got a theory on this. Um, I think it's a, I think it was better than um, I think it was better than like previous lineups that they've shown um, in recent years, and I think that's because Microsoft has acquired a lot of studios within recent years. Like they were acquired uh, Obsidian. In Exile, um, Ninja Theory, um, yeah, um, Turn 10, like they've acquired quite a lot of uh, studios. And so I think that because of that, you know, they haven't been um, as reliant on like Halo, Gears, and Forza because those are like the tried and true three um, franchises that uh, Xbox, you know, has been really like relying on for for years. Now they've been able to branch out into other things because they own those studios now. So, 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's you you bringing up that they brought up bought so many studios. Actually, I it reminded me because I actually forgot forgot about that that completely. Um, yeah. The big one, the big one for me was uh, Ninja Theory. Um, yeah. Because they had Ninja Theory and Obsidian were probably the two biggest ones. Like, and again, this is coming from a casual gamer, so like, they did, I'm not saying that they had a bunch of games that I was like super hyped to, to get into or whatever. But I know Obsidian had a few a few bomb ass games. Ninja Theory had, I believe, I can't remember which one it was, but it had one or two that actually did pretty well that were like sleepers in the past couple of years. So those are a big deal. My my why why I noticed about the um the Xbox rollout was that they led with Halo. Yeah. And it was like they want to get the big guns out and yep. for offenses when for me, like you know you don't just you don't just come into a fighting and, and swing as hard as you can off the first punch. Like, you got to set it up a little bit. Everybody's not Jorge freaking Masvidal coming out with flying knees <laughs> and knocking out who they're fighting, bro. You know right. what I'm saying? So, if you come out with the, you know, oh, y'all want new games? We got Halo. You know what I'm saying? And then off rip, like, that's what, that's what the expectation is that you set. Right? It's all the way up there. So, I thought, you know... Overall, to me, I thought it was pretty weak. Like there was a couple games I was looking at that I was like, "Oh, you know, I might, I might, you know, I might jack that if I end up going with Xbox." But my 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 whole thing was that you know I was looking at it as a consumer, not as a gamer. Right. So as a gamer, that might get gamers hyped. As a consumer, I was like, no, I'm not just, I'm not, I'm not rocking with that. And they keep making everything open world, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. We don't need an open world Halo, bro. Like, we don't, everything doesn't need to be open world. You guys did a semi-open world and past Halos where, you know, it's a targeted drive and that worked fine, but you guys are trying to open the entire world up for no reason. Just, just leave it be. We don't need to make everything open world. I'm so sick. Fallout is is, is supposed to be open world. Uh 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 what's a, what's another one? Freaking Assassin's Creed, open world. Halo yeah. doesn't need to be open world. <laughs> it doesn't need to be. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Um, it should just be have its own campaign and Absolutely. That and the multiplayer and that's it. <laughs> Right, and that like, dude, that that's gonna take the like Halo already be having some long behind gameplay time, bro. But like that that gameplay time about to be like 30, 40 hours, bro. I'm trying to tell you, <laughs> wait, for the open world to get it hundred percent complete, that's almost about to be like 30, 40 hours, bro. I'm not jacking that. I was already off Halo for a minute, so if you think like at Microsoft, you think you're gonna get me back on a Halo with an open world, you're out of your mind, bro. And I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one that feels that way. You're probably not the only one that feels that way. But a good point that you brought was um, was that Microsoft actually had um, had started out with Halo and then like 
after that, they showed a bunch of RPGs, which was like a complete tonal shift. Um, right. And so that may have been a bit jarring for some people. Um, and maybe, and I don't know, maybe um, if they had, you know, put that towards like the middle, because people have known that Halo Infinite is coming. Um like they've known that for years now, so it wouldn't make sense to put it at the end. I think putting Fable at the end was a smart move, um, but yeah, putting it somewhere towards the middle, where like, or having like the RPGs up front, and then maybe like the shooters in the middle, or some some like that, you know. Yeah, and I think it, that you know, when, when you set it up like that, you know, with the RPG, you put the RPGs up front, like, RPGs are for hardcore gamers, you know, you're not going to see a lot of casual people playing, you know, RPGs outside of, like, you know, Sims and, and like, may, maybe, I don't know, maybe War and Order on mobile, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's not going to yeah. be a whole bunch of casual gamers playing RPGs. But those hardcore gamers are going to be there for the whole show. Attract them at the beginning. And then the casual gamers go, oh, it's on live stream? Let me hop in there. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's how that's how you're going to get the rest of these guys. A lot, you know what I'm saying? But it's, um, it, it was like the, the way they set it up. Like, I just, I don't know if it might have really just been the way they set it up. And it might have been the, uh, just the lineup that they had itself, but it, I honestly say that I probably saw maybe maybe four games that I was probably willing to give a shot, and Halo wasn't one of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like maybe four games. Um, what did what did you think about? Uh, oh, again, it was like uh, it wasn't Enter the Wild. It was like. The game that came right after Halo, it was Everwild. Um, Everwild, yes. Yeah. Think about Everwild. Yeah, that was the highlight of the showcase for me. Um, so that is a game from Rare, um, and it looks very like Breath of the Wild, like um, for or for lack of a better term, um, but. From the looks of it, um, yeah, that's definitely a game. Or it looks like an RPG or something, or like, um, but it's it's a game that I'm interested in, um, and that would probably be a game that I would get um, an Xbox Series X um, to play. Um, now. It's great that Rare is working on a new IP for Microsoft. I think that's wonderful. And this is probably going to get on a tangent. Um, so, yeah, even I get on tangents, too. Um, but Bye. I don't think that Microsoft is using the Rare IPs um, very effectively, like... Or at least they have 
so many like good rare IPs that they could leverage for Xbox Series X. Like, for example, of course, the big one, Banjo Kazooie. Like, it's kind of wild that we haven't gotten a new Banjo Kazooie game when we've gotten Banjo and Kazooie in Smash. We've gotten a new, or we've gotten an announcement of a new Ratchet and Clank game. We've gotten uh, Crash Bandicoot's getting another game. And so, like, all these classic games are coming back. And, like, Microsoft, I feel Microsoft is missing out on a huge opportunity here to, like, you know, um, to revive an old um, IP. Um, like, Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, of course, you also have, like, Perfect Dark. Um, what else? Um yeah, conquer, and so like all like all of those rare IPs, like those could really get or should really get leveraged for the Xbox Series X as a way to drive people toward that console. And I feel Microsoft is like really missing out on that opportunity. Absolutely, especially especially like like you said, bro. Like you taking into account the fact that you got. Of Ratchet and Clank coming out, bro. Like, I think personally, like, I personally think that the only other series, the only other like classic throwback series that could have brought that could have made Banjo Kazooie uh, really be brought out, you know what I mean? Would would have been um, Jack and Daxter, man. Like, had had Sony been like, oh yeah, we got Jack and Daxter, or Sly Cooper, you know what I'm saying? Like, OG yeah. OGs, you know what I'm saying? Not to say Ratchet and Clank's not, but like an OG OG off the PS1 type joint comes out, and then like they're gonna be like, oh, we gotta give them something. You know? Yeah, you know, we gotta give them something. Right. And yeah, I, I just that was one thing that bothered me about like the, um, the showcase. But other than that, um, like. I thought it was okay. It was definitely better than their showcases um, in recent years. Um, and another, I guess, another gripe that I've had about it um, was that um, unlike Sony, where they showed things like, you know, on Ratchet and Clank being able to switch between worlds in an instant. Um, and like Spider-Man Miles Morales, how like the graphics look in that game. Um, just uh, I feel like Xbox, despite having the more powerful console, didn't really show that many games that um, leverage the full power of the Xbox Series X. Um, and like even Halo, like, I don't know if you've seen the meme of, like, that monster. Um, <laughs> how I you, have not. Um, like, how that, uh, like, that gray monster with bald head. Yeah. How he looked. Um, oh, how he looked like an old black man? 
or yeah, basically how he looked like a <laughs> how he looked like a PS one version of or not PS one, but like PS two or PS three version of like Thanos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> The internet is undefeated, man. <laughs> it, it really is. Um, but like, I even with um, even with Halo Infinite, and that was probably the prettiest looking game there. Um, like, I still feel like it wasn't, uh, you know, leveraging like the power of Xbox Series X. Because let's be honest here. Um, that game is also coming to the Xbox One uh, right. when it comes out. So that so uh, Halo Infinite is pretty much an Xbox One game that's being um, like upscaled or reworked for right. Xbox Series X. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that's. I think I think that's that's why you know what you in reference to what you were saying before like I think they really thought that Halo was was going to be they were going to be like, oh dude this is this is it bro like this is this is it bro. I think that's yeah. why they put it in the beginning and that's why you know they made sure it was as crisp as it was and they kept referencing how you know this you know it's going to be no frame rate drops you know it's cool you know we're looking at like a hundred and like. 50 million frames per second. This thing will look like you're in real life. But, like, dude, it, like, first off, when you, when you, you know, resonate down to the Xbox One road, that joke's going to have major frame rate drops. I'm positive it will. And second, yeah. like, it, when you, when you run it on a, on a console with that much power, bro, that joke's going to heat up and that joke's going to have frame rate drops. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm yeah. It most likely will, and, it's and like, don't don't get me wrong. Like the uh, Halo Infinite looked beautiful, but you're taking that game like you could have just did it on a normal campaign like you did before, and you're trying to make it open world, and you gonna have major freaking frame rate drops. I'm sure of it. I'm I'm positive, bro. I'm positive. I know it's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, like. They could have, I feel like they could have, you know, waited like one or two years, you know, make it an Xbox Series X exclusive, like develop it specifically for the Series X. Right. And, but then they wouldn't have that, um, they wouldn't have that like heavy hitter. Um, right. They just wouldn't have the Halo money, man. That's all. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all that is, bro. They just wouldn't have the money for it. Um, yeah. what, did, what did you think? Let's see. I saw another game, and I was like, I watched the entire trailer for the game, and I was like, oh, man. And I said, dude, I swear to you, I was like, oh, man, this is so great. They're coming out with another Fallout. And then, like, they get to the end. I was like, man, what the fuck is this? I don't want this. And then, like, I, you know, I had to take a step back, obviously, and, you know, really consider it. But I was all for that game. 
I wish I had my notes in front of me so I could tell you like the games that I was like, oh, I'm for sure going to get. But I was all for that until I get to the end and it's not Fallout. <laughs> the moment that I found out was the Fallout, I said, you guys can have it. Um, Everwild was hard. I was really excited about Everwild. It looked beautiful. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I just don't know. I don't think I'm gonna be. I don't think I'm gonna be getting too much else, bro. Like, it just, it just didn't appeal to me. Nothing, like it, when you, as far as the topic of PlayStation versus Xbox. I mean, Xbox took an L with this one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, or. I mean, if we have to, like, declare, like, you know, who did the better presentation, I mean, Sony, it, or Sony clearly took the cake there. Like, absolutely, it's not even close. <laughs> it's not and even close. You know me, bro. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, first off, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, trash somebody. I'm also not going to sit here and blow smoke of your ass, bro. That shit was trash, bro. <laughs> like, that shit was absolute garbage. That like did it was it, again, bro. Like you kick it off with a haymaker, and then you just scatter the RPGs across the middle, and and like you really didn't have, really didn't have any like super, super hard shooters coming out. Like I. I it was trash, bro. You didn't have anything. Everything looked beautiful. Everything looked great. You know, but when you have... Everything looks great, but that's now for the trailers. Oh, and another problem. This is another problem I had. Let me go on this little rant real quick. <laughs> All right. If you're doing a goddamn game showcase, <laughs> I want to see the fucking game play. Yeah. If you show me a game with no gameplay, I hate you. And I hope your mother falls down a well and gets back out with a broken leg. Well, damn. (laughs) That, that, dude, that pissed me off so much, bro. Like, they had a, like, they had a solid amount of games that, that had little to no gameplay. Cause, like, you gotta, you gotta think about it like this, bro, for you as a hardcore gamer, you're checking for stuff like this. You're yeah. checking for, for the games when they're coming out. Da, 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 da. What the game's supposed to be. Who's making the games. Da, da, da. For somebody like me, my knowledge of games is from past games that I love. And I'm like, this studio came out with this game that I love. Like, my all-time example is Fallout. I love Fallout games. Yep. But then the studios came out with another game, which I believe I believe they did. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was the same game I was just talking about. But if Bethesda comes out with another game this year, and they don't like they put the gameplay on on the damn Xbox showcase, and you got minimum gameplay, it's just like you know you run around and then here's the trailer and there's nothing behind it. Like bro, like that is what I'm seeing of the game. So I have to link that with my knowledge before. But you got freaking 
Bungie, you know, does the same shit. I, I don't play, I haven't played a lot of Bungie games. So my knowledge for Bungie is pretty freaking limited. So I'll give, yeah, I'll give Bethesda a chance, but that's because, you know, I have, I'm familiar with Bethesda. I'm not giving Bungie a chance for that. Yeah. Bungie, suck it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> suck it, bro. I'm not, I'm not getting with Jen. And it's like, I, I went into this, I went into that just expecting so much from Xbox because they have, they've had like, and they've had like some of the best exclusives, bro. Um, but they just, just failure after failure after failure after failure. That's not even to count the, the damn Steam and PC shit. That's not, that's not even to take it in account PC, right? Because I love PC in too. Because yeah. a lot of them are fucking Microsoft. So I love them in too. So you don't even take that in account, bro. Like, it, it was just, a, at least for me, I don't know about you, but for me, it, it was an F. Like, there was a lot of stuff on there that, you know, looked great. A couple things on there that, you know, kind of piqued my interest, but there was really. Like I said before, maybe four games that made me go like, oh, well, God, I spent $60 on that. But there wasn't a single game that made me say, oh, you know what, I think I'm going to spend six, seven, eight hundred dollars on this system. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. And I feel like, um, like with the showcase, I feel like a lot of those games... Um, aren't really coming at launch. I feel some are probably going to come like much later, um, especially with uh, Forza Motorsport. Um, that one I think is going to come out probably like one or yeah, maybe one or two years into the Xbox Series X's lifestyle or not lifestyle. Um, into the Xbox Series X's uh, lifespan, and so, um, and that's a game that's just like built exclusively for the Series X on console. Like it's not coming to the Xbox One at all. So, um, so another thing would be that you know it. Like, when is that going to come out? Because if if it's going to come out very soon, then that would... Or if it's going to come out at launch for the Xbox Series X, then Microsoft would be breaking a promise that they had... Um, that they had given out saying that, you know, oh, if you buy an Xbox One now then all of the games that come out, you know, between now and, like, for the next two years into the Xbox Series X's life cycle, um, that will be available on Xbox One as well. Um, so if Forza Motorsport is exclusively for Series X, then that most likely has to mean that it it's going to come out, like two, three years into the Xbox Series X's life cycle. Otherwise, 
Microsoft would be breaking a promise that they had made just very recently. And that would be, you know, really bad PR wise for them. Um, Yeah. Would it be the first time Microsoft broke a promise? Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time, but. And they've broken, they've, Microsoft, keep in mind, Microsoft has broken promises with bigger franchises. All right, maybe not that Forza, but like more beloved franchises than Forza. Yeah. Um, Especially like when we didn't get a scale bound for the Xbox One. I feel like that would have gotten at least some people to get an Xbox One, but that game was canceled, and so that just never happened. Um, and yeah, I every or every time an Xbox showcase comes up, it's like I always remember Scalebound and how we didn't get it. Right. Yeah. yeah it's, dude, this this was the the first. The first Xbox one I've watched. Really? Yeah, I've I've never I've never watched the Xbox showcase. I've never went through a whole PlayStation showcase. I've done. I watched EA's rollout a few times. Mm-hmm. I'm a big EA guy, but I never right. I never really checked for uh for consoles. But it, this. This year, man, I'm hoping they said this wasn't the first, the last one they're going to do. So I'm hoping that they give us some more heat. But bro, this was abysmal. <laughs> this was rough, man. I do. I didn't tell you this. It took me three times to watch that. Really? Three times. Oh my god! I promise you. Oh, like dang. Like, I mean, considering that you haven't said or that you hadn't um, watched any Xbox showcase before this one um, and it disappointed you, like, that's that's saying something. Because, like, for me, like, you know, this was actually one of the better ones that they've had um, in recent years because the other... Xbox showcases have mostly been reliant on third-party games um, or in other words games that aren't Halo Gears or Forza um, so yeah yeah it, I remember I remember like I was hearing that this one wasn't too bad but I mean just for for me, like, it's not like I didn't get that feeling that I got when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? Or when I was in, for me, for me like, when I was in in uh, high school and, you know, mm-hmm. he comes around and they're revealing all the new games and, you know, what the new updates are going to be for the consoles and this, that, and the third and all kinds of other bullshit that no one cares about. But yeah. I didn't get that same feeling. Now, when I watched that EA rollout, though, Oh, I got that feeling. I was like, like, not for everything, but they announced when they announced um that there was another escape coming out, that's where I got that feeling. You know? But yeah. just 
overall, visually, it looks great. Uh, Everwild, dude, Everwild looks looks hard, bro. <laughs> like, that's yeah, so, it so does. Hard. It really does. Yeah, Joe, I'm, I'm definitely checking for that. Uh, but the, another, oh, another thing I want I want to bring to you. What do you think about their um their gamer passes? What do you think about that? So Xbox Game Pass, um, I think it's a great service. Um, I actually have Game Pass Ultimate where it bundles in uh, Xbox Live Gold and um, Xbox Game Pass. So I get access to games um, and I'm also able to play multiplayer online and that's or i think that's a pretty great service um and um recently microsoft announced that they were um going to include um x cloud um which is their uh cloud gaming service into xbox game pass ultimate um which makes sense um and it'll allow you to either stream games from the cloud or from your home console onto um, a mobile device um whether it's android or ios they don't have or i don't think they have a uh or i should say they have a a Windows PC app coming out um, for that. So um, I'll be on the lookout for that too. Um, But I don't think they have any apps for like Mac um, or like Linux. Um, If, you know, if people... um, For all the dinosaurs in the world. (laughs) I wouldn't say that. Um, But like... Dinosaurs and government officials, like that's it. <laughs> I, um, no, nah, well, I, I, or I don't agree with that, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree with that. Um, but yeah, um, do I think that, um, Xbox Game Pass could improve in terms of compatibility with devices? Absolutely. Um, but I think it is a great service just because of like the just because of the sheer library of games that you can play and where you can play them or at least on your phone or or the vision is like phones, tablets and laptops, but um, they haven't um, put it out on like on tablets yet. So, and they haven't really put it out on uh, PCs yet. So it's pretty much just phones for now. Um, but yeah, it's there. Or I see it as Xbox um, trying to compete more with Google Stadia. Um, and so with Stadia, you have... Um, or it's built into the Chrome browser on computers, but you can also uh, play on Android phones. 
because iOS doesn't support um, the codecs required for it yet. Um, I don't know if that's going to come in a later iOS update. Maybe, maybe not. Um, probably just come out with their own with their own coding coding wave of it. I wouldn't put it past Android or uh, Apple. Yeah, I mean they've been pushing like Apple Arcade, um, and so um, I think that's what they're focusing on. But low key with the. with the with the rise of mobile gaming, like Apple Arcade, I used to think Apple Arcade was just trash, but like with the rise of mobile gaming, like Apple Arcade might be might be a big deal. I don't think it's gonna you know be as it, on the label that uh, Stadia is, but like I've I've heard because I was looking into getting the um the Stadia for. Like I was looking at getting getting some devices out from Battleboard, and mm-hmm. the reviews were hit or miss. Like some people were like it's great, other people were like it's trash. But I was like, you know, if I'm spending the money for it, like I need that joint to be right. You know, I need yeah, I understand, and it's less of an investment than the like next gen consoles will be. Like, um, as we were talking about earlier about price, um, like we have the consoles that cost like, you know, $600, $700. And then you're talking about 60 to $70 worth of games for each game. Um, and then you have to pay for um, like multiplayer access. Um, like that's going to get costly very quickly whereas like with cloud gaming like stadia um you pay for um or you don't even have to um have any like uh hardware investment in it like you can play with a controller that you already have so like an xbox or playstation controller or like any kind of like official gaming controller or you can play with keyboard and mouse on a computer like um and you can or it's optional but you can get uh, a chromecast ultra and the stadia controller which like costs um which I think with the Stadia Premiere Edition that has both of those things is like a hundred bucks. Um, so that's way less of a financial investment than the new gen consoles. So you have like a hundred bucks for the uh, Chromecast Ultra and the controller, and then you have the games. Um, Probably the only thing that the Chromebook is good for is, is Stadia. <laughs> and I, I, do, I remember uh, your, I, re, I remember your episode about about uh how you love Chromebook and I was like man this this guy is uh this guy's on his own here because I'm freaking I mean <laughs> I, I mean I do like Chrome OS because like 
Um, I don't have to deal with like some of the complexities that Windows has, like what we experienced before getting this recording to work. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's like I think that uh, the new uh, console generation is going to make cloud gaming, especially um, with X or xCloud or whatever they end up calling it, just Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and Stadia. Those two things are going to look more appealing to customers because there's going to be less of a financial investment required or a lower barrier to entry. There we go. That's right. it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm looking forward to it. Because, you know, anytime that I don't have to spend $600 on something, pretty excited. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but, um, same. The, the other thing that, that I wanted to say was that when I when I heard about the, so that was my first time hearing about the, uh, the Xbox Game Pass, right? So, mm -hmm. like, my only other similar experience to that was, I don't know if you remember, but way back when, when the Xbox One was coming out, the 360 had uh, uh, something similar. But it was like, you know, if you have a gold membership, you get a free game for a month. Yep. You know, so, like, you get games like NFL Tour and yep. I think Rocket League might have came out of that, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Like, game, like, arcade games and you know, every now and then you'd have like a really big hit, but for the most part, they were just like super arcadey, you know, fun games. Like the Doritos, like well, I remember one time it was like the Doritos yeah. arcade fun run or something. Yep, I remember that one. <laughs> it was so like it was so cheap, bro. Like they were so trash, but like that's what I was afraid of was that I was hearing that and I was like. If you take if you take that same style that you guys did with the 360 and apply it to here, that tells me that every game that you are tying to this gamer gamer pass is going to be trash. That's why I'm well, afraid. Well, I mean, like the ones that they have for Xbox Game Pass now are pretty good, um, or at least some of them are. Um, yeah, you may find some trash ones, but um, but I think that they have a pretty good catalog of games um, for Xbox Game Pass um, that are included. And I should also mention that uh, Stadia Pro um, has um, different games that you can claim with the Stadia Pro membership, and you can keep those games as long as you keep your Stadia Pro subscription, which is, I believe, $10 a month. So it's less, so it costs $5 less per month than Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Um, so there's, or so while we're talking about price, you know, there's, there's a bigger price savings there too. Absolutely. Yeah. So, overall, 
but just based off the last the last uh showcase playstation mm-hmm. 5 versus xbox right now just based off the last showcase who you going with and why probably still playstation um if i had to choose one it would probably be playstation and that would be because um you know sony has shown off games that i'm interested in that take um full advantage of the power of the ps5 um and yeah yeah that's it yeah i'm I'm with you um i wasn't really checking for the power of the of the system just because i personally think that like i said before man i I think that you know when you get those systems out of those systems you know especially with how big the processor is on the on the xbox like yeah yeah bro that jump is gonna have major frame regions but I mean, the the biggest thing for me was that from Sony, as of right now, Sony came out with heat. Yeah. Straight heat. And look yeah. at everything that they brought. Like, it looked dope. They had a decent amount of gameplay. Like, yeah, they didn't have as much as I wanted, personally. But they had a solid amount of gameplay, you know, and they're like the lineup. The lineup was was dope. Like you, you had yeah. lineup versus you know the Xbox showcase, which was Halo and a bunch of other crap. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. What, what are we here for, man? Like, is is this what you? This what you would like? This your man's now? Like, you know what <laughs> this your man's? This what you rocking right now? I was. I felt insulted watching that. Like. I, I wasn't sure how you were going to react, but I like I watched that. It it literally took me three times, bro. Like Man. the first time, because the first time I was like, like I clicked on it and I saw it was like four hours. And I was like, Nah. How much it. of this four hours is going to be actual like actual showcase, right? So then I you know found one that was like an hour, which was like just their actual showcase. Yeah. Only the showcase. So I was like, all right, now let me, before I click on this, let me see what other people say. So I clicked on some other people and watched their reaction videos. And like, there was one, and this this is like a guy I've been watching since I was like 14, bro. And I was like, I was like, I sat down, so took a second. I was like, don't watch this. Don't watch this yet. Because if you watch it and it affects your opinion, you will be pissed off. Don't do it. So I closed it, and I went back to the showcase, right? So now I'm like, all right, I know what I'm getting into. I'm excited. I'm like, all right, we're going to get some heat. Right. I got like a third of the way through where I fell asleep, bro. (laughs) (laughs) There's no heat. And then I, you know, went to the second time. I was like, all right, let me try it again, man. All right, so I go back. I done seen this Halo trailer three times. That's why I know for a fact I'm not going with it. But go back and get about halfway through, three quarters of the way through, and I'm like, man, I, I'm I'm gonna go play outside with my son, man. I'm gonna go 
me and me and Isaiah go have some have some fun. We're gonna go do something else other than watch these these games that I'm probably not gonna like. And the third time, it was the final time. And my mom came downstairs and turned on YouTube. I was like, Mom, you just reminded me I gotta watch something. I watched it. And it, it was rough, man. It was it was like, bro. Oh, God. I could not, man. I tried. Like, Anacor, I tried, bro. I tried my hardest. I just couldn't do it. I mean, you know, I appreciate the effort. Um, like, you know, I, that's definitely not lost on me. Um, it's just wow, like that, <laughs> like that's saying something. Um, it was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. And I get again, maybe it's because I'm looking as a consumer versus a gamer. But like as a consumer, I was looking at that. And I was like, I need to see something that's going to make me say I could spend six hundred dollars on this. Right. I saw nothing that made me say I could spend four hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean, while Everwild was like really dope, like, is that it? Is that a game that I w- am willing to spend like six hundred, seven hundred dollars right. on a console to get? And then you you tell me that like you're you're in the middle of the of the show. You're going to tell me that oh. We're bringing Destiny 2 over, and it's going to be rendered, and it's going to look super nice, and here's another expansion pack for Destiny 2 coming up. I'm like, bro, keep it. I don't want it. Like, <laughs> I don't want it. Destiny 2, and de- like, that's not saying that Destiny 2 is trash, because Destiny 2 is hard. Like, Destiny 2 is high-key hard, but I'm not checking for Destiny 2 on a next-gen system, bro. Right. I could I could spend a quarter of the money and get 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 the same thing on the Xbox One. Right, you could. So or yeah. hell, you can even get it on Stadia. Exactly. Not even, not even spend like, or the most you would have to spend is probably like maybe a hundred, hundred and fifty bucks. Right, and that's if you don't already have a Chromecast Ultra and a Stadia controller. Um, If you already have those things, you spend even less than that. So yeah, I I understand. Like that's that's not a game that I would spend like hundreds of dollars for either. Yeah, and you, I, I like you really brought it up. And and like I think you explained it really well is that PlayStation just when when I say PlayStation bought heat, I mean they brought bangers like PlayStation classics and revamped. The best, best example being Ratchet and Clank. So yeah. that is a huge deal, number one. But you take it and and um and, and run it on on a Next gen system, like it's gonna bring in a lot of people that are reminiscent. Uh, a lot of people that are 
you know, like me. A lot of people are mid twenties and they just want to get back in the gaming because they've been, you know, doing whatever. Da, 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 da. It's going right. to mid. I think the only example that I saw in the Xbox showcase was uh, Psychonauts. Psychonauts, yeah. Because I remember, I remember the game, but it's you know what I'm saying it's not something that was. Oh, how do I say this? In middle school, when Psychonauts came out, and it might have been high school for us, but whenever it came out, you know what people weren't doing? Coming into school talking about, oh, bro, you get Psychonauts now, you know? We weren't going back to, you know, each other's house and playing Psychonauts after school. Right. We weren't going back to each other's house and playing Ratchet and Clay, trying to get past the level that we were stuck on. We weren't doing that for Jack and Dax, the slide coup were like, we shoot even Halo, bro. Like, yeah, we're doing that for those are probably the only two examples of, of games that you know brought that reminiscence feeling. And the only two examples of games that made me go like, oh yeah, I'll check for this. Right, and I mean, and that's something that like you know, um, in the vein of like Sly Cooper and um, and like Ratchet and Clank or. Like I said before, Banjo Kazooie. Like this would have been a perfect showcase to put or to announce a new Banjo Kazooie game. But like we haven't, where we didn't get that. And I feel like you know Microsoft has really been mismanaging, or especially that particular IP, because they didn't do anything for. Uh, Banjo Kazooie's 20th anniversary, like two years ago, or all we got was like a a shirt in like Sea of Thieves for um just for Banjo, but that was it. <laughs> like, and I felt I felt I felt personally attacked by that, like. <laughs> like for real, Microsoft, for real, like you have this, you have this IP that a lot of people love, and you see other IPs that are in a similar vein getting new games coming out, like Ratchet and Clank, Crash Bandicoot, um, and others that are coming out, like, and you don't think to to announce just even announcing the game would would have helped that Xbox showcase tremendously like people cuz then everyone would have been talking about it it's like oh we're getting a new Banjo Kazooie game oh bet like i'm going to get an Xbox Series X for that right you know what i want to be doing Trash and Xbox, man. Like, <laughs> might say all this stuff about that. Hey, man, you know, at least we got a new Banjo Kazooie coming out. I remember that. Like, that's all yeah. I can say. But, and you know what else I forgot? Bro, I forgot they were they were dropping a new Crash Bandicoot. Yep. Even with all of that, without Crash Bandicoot, bro, even with all that, bro, I'm, I'm still, it was, that, it was just so disappointing for me. It really was. It was so good. Like, hey, that jump was hard to uh, avow. 
for somebody that didn't like The Witcher, I might go check out about. Um, what else? Let me know how that goes. It, it, it probably won't go well. But <laughs> <laughs> I wait till the price drops. But uh, about was it looked it looked okay. It just didn't have enough enough game again enough gameplay for me. You know, like I want gameplay, like battle scene. I need to know how it's gonna look. You know what I mean? When I'm playing the game, that's just me. But uh, yeah. What was uh, uh It had the the. I think it was from uh, I think it was from Ninja, bro. It was uh, like it, it was like a cartoon game, like the. It was like a drama. I got it. I just wish I had my notes. <laughs> I wish I had my notes. It was like uh, the girls coming into town, and like it was like you know, for them this was a new beginning. For us, it was a last stop, and like that's like passing out on that shit. I don't know why I'm kind of drawn towards that game for some reason, even though it's probably gonna. It's, it's gonna be like another. I feel like it's gonna be like another, uh, just a cinematic thriller on a. <laughs> Video game. Um, God. You know what I'm talking about? I did a terrible job of describing it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, gosh. Um, was it Tell Me Why? Um, no. No, I I don't remember it. It's probably not important because it's probably going to flop. Anyways. (laughs) <laughs> uh, nah, like they had a couple ones that made me go like, oh, that you know might be okay, but nothing, nothing is making me say yeah. What did you see anything that made you want to go out and, and uh, that made you want to get the game? Like, did, not the system, not the console itself, but did you see a game that made you go like, if this were on everything, I'd buy it for whatever. Um, I would say definitely, of course, Everwild, um, also, or I'm interested in seeing, uh, Grounded, um, which was like the, um, the small game or where we have like tiny people that have to fight off like bugs and stuff like that. And they're playing yeah. Like the backyard, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, um, I'm kind of interested in. Um, I think it's just really, um, and then maybe uh, Balan Wonder World was it Wonder World or Wonderland? Um, it's Wonderland. Um, whichever, whichever one that is. Um, that one um, I'm interested in getting, but I'll probably just, since those games will most likely be coming, or all of those will most likely be coming to Xbox One as well, I may just, you know, get it on my Xbox One. Um, and Wonderland looked hard, bro. <laughs> yeah. Hard. I was, I heard the music, I was like, Okay, all right. And I saw the gameplay. I was like, all right, okay, okay, a little hard, bro. No, um, 
the one the one where they're like they got shrunk or whatever that you know what that reminded me of you what? might be you might be too young for this but way back on the PlayStation 1 they had a toy toy story video game and it really looked, yes they had a toy, toy story video game and it looked just like that I mean, like it. I mean, was it good though? Um, it was like movie tie-in games. I'm a bit wary of. So, like. Well, man, I gotta be honest with you. This was this was like probably like 2001, bro. So okay, <laughs> yeah, about as good as you expected. You know, as a kid, I enjoyed it, but if I were to go back and play it now, I'd probably want to throw it through the window. <laughs> it's really not a, you know, I, I can't really think of any movie-based video games that were good games. Maybe Spider-Man. I didn't mind the Spider-Man 2 video game too much. Um... And that might be it, bro. <laughs> like, I think, um, in recent memory, probably like the Mad Max video game. I would say, was, uh, was that good? I th- or I thought it was. I mean, there were some people saying like, you know, the gameplay may you know get a little bit repetitive at times. Um, but like, I thought the story was pretty good, but then again, you know, I may just, or it may just be because I enjoyed Fury Road that much. Um, that's crazy. They, they thought that the gameplay of a video game about a movie that's all about driving through the desert and trying to survive was repetitive. Wow. That's... (laughs) It's, it's almost like they didn't do the same thing the whole through the whole movie. That's crazy right there. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you expect? Right. Like, there's only so much you can do in that universe. Like, but yeah, um, I or I can't really think of, or I think we've said, like everything that we've needed to say about um the showcase um for xbox um so yeah um i think that's going to do it for this um for this topic let us know what you think of the xbox showcase did you love it did you hate it was it meh um what did you think let us know on social media or on Discord. We'll have links in the show notes right below that subscribe button or follow button, depending on which platform you're on. And yeah, that's going to do it. Uh, thank you, Devin, for joining me on this episode. It was really fun, and I hope we get to do it again sometime. Oh, dude, it's always a pleasure to hear from you. 
I'm glad you're doing well, man. And you know, here's my question: When we go get that that second show going? Um, you know, we or we should um, we should definitely talk offline about that. <laughs> All right. But yeah, um, I am interested in getting that second show going. So, um, you know, keep um, just stay tuned for that announcement um, when it comes out. But yeah, but yeah, that's it. Um, so thank you for joining, Devin. Thanks for having me, bro. All right. Peace. Next, we'll be talking about the Comic-Con at Home and Adult Swim Con highlights. And then after that, we'll get into the possible ways G4 could come back. The Cells and Circuits podcast will be back after this. Welcome back. And now it's time to get into the Comic-Con at Home and Adult Swim Con highlights. So... In the year of 2020, all of the live events that were supposed to happen have either been postponed or completely canceled. And Comic-Con was one of those events that unfortunately fell victim to COVID-19. And so now we have a virtual edition Comic-Con at home that just happened this past weekend. And there were quite a few announcements to come out of it. And I'm going to go through the highlights for this podcast. So... Yeah, let's just jump right into it. I have the Comic-Con highlights first, so let's go through those. First up, we have Archer Season 11, which premieres September 16th on FXX. And Archer was one of those series that was delayed by COVID-19. And it was originally supposed to come out in May, but has now been pushed back to September. So it's nice to see that it finally has a release date, and hopefully that release date doesn't change, but we shall see about that. I am excited for Archer Season 11 because it picks up the story after Archer finally wakes up from his coma because I believe that was where we left off in season seven and seasons eight, nine, and ten have all been filler seasons or alternate reality seasons for the Archer cast. So it's nice that the main show finally gets to pick up in season 11, which is coming out pretty soon. So yeah, check it out September 16th on FXX. Once it comes out, I know I will. So yeah, next up we have Infinity Train Book 3 premiering August 13th on HBO Max. And so Infinity Train, it was a show that was moved to HBO Max from Cartoon Network. And it originally wasn't on my radar, mainly because, well, I just haven't really watched Cartoon Network before 8 p.m. in quite some time. 
But then I saw the trailer for book three, and I was immediately intrigued. I saw that it has a pretty diverse cast. I saw that it has some sci-fi elements and it just piqued my interest. Since I have an HBO Max subscription, I'm definitely going to check it out before book three comes out just so I can get myself prepared for that. So yeah, I'm looking forward to Infinity Train. Um, watching it for the first time. Let me know if I should do a watch party for that on social media. I'd love to host another watch party. I liked hosting the close enough watch party. So yeah, let me know if I should host an infinity train watch party. I mean, I think that would be pretty fun. Next up, we have Adventure Time Distant Lands Obsidian, which is coming soon to HBO Max. We don't have a definitive release date yet, but it is nice to know that we have the next title of the Adventure Time Distant Lands series, which is a continuation of the main story of Adventure Time beyond Finn and Jake. And so, yeah, the first special Adventure Time Distant Lands BMO that premiered last month in June on HBO Max. And it was pretty well received. I definitely liked it as a fan of Adventure Time. And if you haven't seen it yet, I encourage you to do so. And so I'm looking forward to the next installment of Adventure Time Distant Lands. And so, yeah, we'll be on the lookout for that when it comes out on HBO Max. And then last up, these aren't new series, but they are series that don't have a streaming home yet, but will be coming to HBO Max. And these series are Black Dynamite and Laser Wolf from Adult Swim. And so Black Dynamite and Laser Wolf, or Black Dynamite, I know, was streaming on Hulu at one point but has since been taken off, at least without a live TV subscription on Hulu. So yeah, it is nice that Black Dynamite is getting a streaming home. And then Laser Wolf, I don't know if that show has been on Hulu or any other general audience streaming service. If not, then HBO Max will be its first and probably only streaming home. And so it's nice that both of these black-led series will be coming to streaming so that more and more people can watch them. And so, yeah, that's it for the Comic-Con highlights. And now we can get into the Adult Swim Con highlights. And so Adult Swim had their very own virtual convention where they had their own announcements to make. And so I'll go through those two, as well as some Adult Swim related announcements that were made outside of Adult Swim Con. And so first up, we had some new gameplay shown for Samurai Jack Battle Through Time. And so Samurai Jack Battle Through Time is a game that 
um, allows you to play the story of Samurai Jack. And I'm excited for this game as a Samurai Jack fan. I loved Samurai Jack growing up. So judging from the gameplay that I've seen of it, the art style looks very true to the original. The gameplay looks pretty... It looks pretty exciting because you get to master like different kinds of weapons and it looks really true to the original. It's very obvious that the game developers at Soleil in Japan, they're definitely fans of the show and Gendy Tartakovsky, he mentioned that in one of the panels for Samurai Jack at Adult Swim Con and so yeah so that's a game that i'm excited about so be on the lookout for samurai jack battle through time it comes out on august 21st on pc ps4 xbox one and nintendo switch so yeah be on the lookout for that go and pre-order it if you haven't already and yeah we'll go on to the next one and the next announcements are pretty much toonami related and so first up we have fena pirate princess from production ig coming to toonami and crunchyroll in 2021 and so i watched toonami when this announcement came on and i was pretty hyped for a new toonami original because we've been pretty starved for content on toonami because of the covid19 pandemic so like just seeing that a new original is made it hyped to me up but then once i read the crunchyroll announcement which they had like a press release and everything i saw that the director of fena pirate princess was actually the director of be the beginning and be the beginning was actually the production ig show that i wasn't too crazy about it actually was the first production IG show that kind of let me down because when I first got excited for Be the Beginning on Netflix, like I was hyped for it. And then I watched it and I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> and so, yeah, that kind of worried me for a bit. But I am hopeful that. Phantom Pirate Princess will actually be a good show and hopefully it does well for Toonami and also hopefully it brings new audiences into the fold because a lot of the shows that are on Toonami right now they're great shows but some of them are a lot of them are shonen and so I think that having a show that has a female character as the lead would be a nice change of pace. So that's it for Fena, Pyre Princess. Very excited. I'm going to be on the lookout for it when it comes to Toonami and Crunchyroll in 2021. 
And then speaking of things that are coming out in 2021, Blade Runner, Black Lotus, and Uzumaki have been delayed to 2021 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And that is kind of a bummer to hear, especially again in this year where Toonami hasn't really had a lot of new content because of the pandemic. And so hearing that Blade Runner and Uzumaki have been delayed just throws more salt into the wound. But at least we know that Blade Runner and Uzumaki and Fena as well uh, will all be coming in 2021. And so, yeah, I mean, it was expected that both of those would be delayed. What are you going to do? You can't control COVID. Well, I mean, can, but people have to wear fucking masks first. But uh, yeah, so... That's it for the Toonami-related announcements. And so now we can get into the Adult Swim-related announcements that were made outside of Adult Swim Con. And so first up in the very sad news, Flying Lotus will not produce the music for Blade Runner Black Lotus. It really sucks as a Flying Lotus fan and as a Blade Runner Blackout 2022 fan where he actually did the music for that short. I was very disappointed to hear that he wouldn't be returning for Blade Runner Black Lotus. And so Flying Lotus, Blade Runner Black Lotus, it's kind of a Lotus theme going on there, you know, could have could have made it work, but I'm just kidding. But if you were hoping that Flying Lotus would produce the music, I hate to be the person who dashes your hopes here, but yeah, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. And also bad news, Mike Tyson Mysteries has ended after four seasons. So Mike Tyson Mysteries, it was actually one of the better Adult Swim originals that has come out in recent years. It's produced by Warner Brothers Animation. And the way I could describe it is basically Scooby-Doo for adults, except the hijinks are just much stupider. (laughs) Yeah, that's the best way I can describe it. I don't know what else to say about it other than the fact that it's basically a modern Hanna-Barbera cartoon. So they were all drawn in the Hanna-Barbera style. And so if you like a comedy, if you like the Scooby-Doo-esque mystery shows, I think you'll like this show. I sure as hell did. And so yeah, four seasons. It had a good run. 70 episodes. As of right now, it's the sixth longest running Adult Swim original ever. So that's not a bad run for an Adult Swim show. And so yeah, Mike Tyson Mysteries, farewell. You had a good run. You will be missed, especially by a Chibeze Anacor. But yeah, That's it for the highlights for Comic-Con and Adult Swim-Con. Is there anything from either of those virtual conventions that you are excited for that I mentioned? Or is there something else that you're more excited for that I didn't mention? 
let me know on social media or on Discord. We're also on there. So yeah, follow us on all of our social media. We'll have links in the show notes right below that subscribe or follow button, depending on which platform you're on. And yeah, that's going to do it for this topic. get into the possible ways G4 could come back. The Cells and Circuits podcast will return after this. Welcome back. And now it's time to discuss the possible ways that G4 could come back. Yes, you heard that right. G4, it's coming back. So recently, During all the Comic-Con news, we got a little teaser on Twitter and YouTube that basically suggested that G4 would indeed be coming back in 2021. And for a lot of people, that's great news because they grew up with G4 and really have fond memories of it. Now, obviously, things have changed ever since G4 left the air. And so I don't know how G4 is going to come back. No one knows how G4 is going to come back, but we can speculate. And that is what this segment is for. And so um, I'm going to give a brief history behind G4 and its comeback. And then we can get into the possible ways that G4 could come back. And so G4 it was started in 2002 and it was owned by Comcast at the time. It was directly owned by Comcast and it had gotten popular by showing shows like X-Play and Attack of the Show. And its less popular programs include some anime like the Marvel anime that Marvel teamed up with Sony to do back in 2010, as well as other shows like Viper's Creed. But as the ownership of G4 changed hands. Well, I shouldn't say it changed hands necessarily, but Comcast would have much less oversight over it. And that would be due to an acquisition that Comcast made in 2011 for NBC Universal. So Comcast bought out NBC Universal in 2011, and G4 was later put under NBC Universal's leadership. And that was when G4 was pretty much on its last legs. And G4 was originally planned to switch over to Esquire Network as it started becoming more and more of an upscale men's network. But then NBC Universal scrapped those plans and instead just decided to shut down G4 altogether. And so that happened in 2014, at the very end of 2014, on December 31st. So it didn't get to see the year 2015. And so, yeah. But things have changed quite a bit in the almost six years that G4 has been gone. First, 
gaming is a much more popularized medium of art. And so with G4, it kind of has to adapt to that. And also G4 probably isn't going to be a TV network. I don't see it coming back as a TV network simply because people's viewing habits have changed from live TV towards streaming. And so just launching a new TV network in 2020 under the G4 name just wouldn't really make a lot of sense and would be a very costly exercise in futility. And so I think three possible ways that G4 could come back. And these are just my opinions, or this is just me speculating. Nothing is official yet. And this is all assuming that NBC Universal still has the rights to the G4 name and hasn't sold it yet, or hasn't sold it at all. And so... First up, I think G4 could come back as a YouTube or Twitch channel because they could just put out videos titled Attack of the Show or X-Play, you know, to kind of bring back that core audience that used to watch G4 back in the day, but also it allows them to kind of think outside the box and look at what popular gaming YouTubers are doing and kind of like incorporate some of that into their programming. And so, yeah, I think that it would make sense for G4 to come back as a YouTube or Twitch channel. But we'll see if that happens. Um, Another way that it could come back is as a hub on Peacock, which is NBC Universal's new streaming service that's trying to take aim at the giants like Netflix, Amazon, Disney. And so Peacock, it just released on July 15th, which at the time of this recording, exactly two weeks ago. So Peacock, for me, if you had listened to episode two of this podcast, you would know that I wasn't really that excited for Peacock, and I still am not. Though, if G4 could come back as a hub on Peacock, Kind of like how Disney has its sub-brands like Marvel, Star Wars, National Geographic, Pixar on Disney Plus, or how HBO Max has Warner Media's sub-brands like Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, Looney Tunes, DC, all of those. I feel like G4 could be kind of like a hub on Peacock. And if that were to happen, that could actually move the needle in maybe getting me to pay attention to Peacock because right now I don't really have a reason to 
get a Peacock subscription or anything. And I feel like I'm not the only one who thinks this, but let me know. Last but not least, um, going along with the NBC Universal thing, I think that G4 could come back as a block on sci-fi. So yeah, as I said earlier, it would be foolish for NBC Universal or really any company to launch a new TV network in this time because, like I said, viewers' habits have changed from live TV to streaming, but operating in a limited capacity like a block on sci-fi, I think it could actually work for G4 and just air it at specific time. And because G4 and sci-fi's audiences probably overlap quite a bit. I think that G4, if it was going to return to TV, sci-fi would make the most sense for that because that's the only network that NBC Universal has that could even appeal to G4's audience. And so I think that would really be beneficial for both sci-fi and G4 if G4 were to return as a block on sci-fi. But yeah, those are my thoughts. Those are my speculations as to how G4 could come back. In what way do you think that G4 could come back next year? Let me know on social media or on Discord and hit that subscribe button or that follow button, uh, depending on which platform you're on. And we can continue the conversation on social media and on Discord. But yeah, that's going to do it for this topic. Sandra Bland, Terrence Crutcher, Trayvon Martin, Philando Castile, Mike Brown, Alton Sterling, Ahmaud Arbery, Walter Scott, Brianna Taylor, Eric Harris, George Floyd, Tony Robinson, Keith Childress, Romaine Brisbane, Betty Jones, Tamir Rice, Kevin Matthews, Laquan McDonald, Michael Noel, Michael Brown Jr., Roy Nelson, Eric Garner. These are just some of the names of people who have been murdered by police and have gotten either a slap on the wrist or have gotten away with committing such a heinous crime scot-free. If you are an American, or even if you're not an American, you should be outraged by this, as I am. This cannot continue to happen, and it speaks to a very long history of racism and police brutality here in the United States of America and also in other countries as well. 
police brutality is not a U.S. exclusive problem. It's happening around the globe. So, how can you help stop this? Well, you can go and protest, but be very peaceful about it, of course. And if you don't want to go to the protests, that's fine. You can also donate to many different charities that are helping with the cause. If you can't do that, you can also sign petitions to help the cause as well and share those petitions. And for all of these suggestions that I've made, you can do all of them and encourage your friends and family to do the same because staying silent is staying complicit and we cannot stay complicit any longer. This change needs to happen now. And so I just want to leave you with this message. Black lives matter always and forever. All lives cannot matter until black lives matter. Remember that. Thank you. Thank you so much to Devin Mervin for joining this episode of the Cells and Circuits podcast. I will have a link to his podcast in the show notes below that subscribe button or that follow button, depending on which platform you're on. And just remember to stay safe, wear a mask, wash your hands, don't touch your face, and stay at least six feet apart. And yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. I'm Chibeze Anakor, signing off. Thank you.